welcome to Seedcast. I'm your host, Jessica Ramirez. And today we're with the Gavra community in East Africa. On the last episode of Seedcast, we heard how the Gavra survived colonialism and now face climate change and how their traditional knowledge is what's gotten them through. If you haven't listened to that episode, I recommend you go back into our archive and listen to it first before this one. Because today, the Gabra are going to tell us about the sources of their traditional knowledge. We are It's the new year for the Gabra. Time to gather together to offer prayers, animal sacrifices, and to reflect on the future. And like in any Gabra celebration, to sing and dance. This song is called Ar. The song, the song is sung in most celebrations. And this is Ali Mero. He recorded the song at this year's New Year celebration. That song is very significant to, to Gabra. It's sung by Gabra youth and uh, junior elders. Gabra sing this song during weddings and other celebrations. And uh, people know that it's a celebration. And then they sing it again when youth take livestock away to graze in far-off rangelands. They're leaving the home, and now they're they are going to the grazing in the rangelands and uh, not knowing when they'll come back and the whole families are gathering around. So it's a sign of now detaching from home and being independent to be on their own, to take care of the security of the animals, the people, the rangelands, you see? It's, it's a very touching song. It's a spiritual song that connects the people, life, and the spirits. The language is deep, so it's it's kind of hard to translate the wording. But even if you can't understand the words, you can feel the repetitive rhythm. People make a beat with sticks and move their feet. You know, and, and it is done in such a way that when the beats and the rhythm go together, in tandem, it means it's, it's a breakthrough. Yeah, it's a breakthrough. And when that happens, people get the spirit. You'll find guys go hysterical, hypnotic, you know, and just, just something is connected. People fall to the ground, speaking in tongues. The song continues until they come out of their trance.
The Gabra people are pastoralists. That means they live in close relationship with camels and cattle and sheep and goats. Animals that eat grasses can carry heavy loads and travel long distances. The animals depend on the Gabra and the Gabra depend on the animals. They've developed an intricate land management system to survive in these lands, tracing knowledge more than 500 years back, knowledge that comes from the environment. It's only the environment which shapes us to be what we are. Ali Mero has devoted his life to preserving and sharing his copper culture. These beautiful systems, which are not documented, we're working to revitalize the existing knowledge, existing structures, so that with generations to come, even those who are not going back to the nomadic lifestyle, will still get the perspective of how people have been living because there's a lot of huge knowledge in terms of, you know, culture, leadership, transition, livestock and rangeland management. There are songs and dances and uh, beliefs and spirituals and ceremonies. All these are a perspective of how Gabras have been doing it. Where the Gabra live, it's not easy. And the Gabra's knowledge has made their beautiful life possible. We, we know our area is is dry, the rain pattern is erratic, and yet the the, the, the livelihood has, has not gone down, but there's still a lot of energy for people to, to keep on going with their lifestyle. That energy and that knowledge is what keeps people moving. Even before the colonial system came, people were managing the resource, creating structures, building the culture, and uh, living with their communities harmoniously. They are sharing their ways with us today on Seedcast because they want to make sure those ways are documented. They want people to understand what it means to be a pastoralist. As times have changed, some people have migrated to towns. Few elders are left who know the traditional knowledge. And when they die... It's like you're burning down a library. And so Ali sat down with Malu Kulu Galgalo a senior elder who is the head of program of tradition at the Gabra Yah. The Yah is a Gabra institution. It's where governance and traditional tools are held. It's a central assembly where elders gather from across Gabra land. They deliberate and make decisions about governance and culture. It's also the Gabra's library of traditional knowledge. But instead of books, knowledge is held by people and it's shared through discussions and meetings and gatherings. The Yaws manage the fundamentals of Gabra life. There are levels of who holds knowledge, spiritual leaders, political leaders, resource leaders. They delegate roles and responsibilities. They share knowledge that trickles out into the community and ensure customs and knowledge are passed down from generation to generation. The Gabra have five Yaws. And some time ago, they had an assembly all together. The elders in that assembly gave a mandate to Ali and Molu and others they work with to tell the world about the Gabra ways. Molu 
Blue keeps livestock and lives in a traditional way, but he also advocates for the Gabra and the outside world. In Marsaba County, Kenya, where Molu and Ali and many other Gabra live, he's in conversations with the government to secure their territory from land grabs, to protect their livelihood, their land, and their culture. The Gabra's right to all of their land isn't secure, and they want to collectively own the land so that all of the land would belong to the whole community. And so Molu goes into town to advocate, and he joins global conversations on Zoom about indigenous rights and conservation, including Neotero's Wayfinder Circle. And then he goes home to his family in a traditional village. He lives in the Gabra way of life, but he also knows that this way can be insular, and like Ali, he wants Gabra knowledge to be heard, to be known, he wants to preserve it, and to invite those with other perspectives to explore it, like scientists. Because we're facing a moment of so many overlapping crises that affect the whole world. And the Gabra's knowledge is deep and powerful and can help us find ways forward. And it's not widely known. So some of this knowledge, if, if it's shared out, people will gather more out of that. What we do is to bring out the resilience, the knowledge, give out that rich culture. So for him, he is part of one of the key leaders in Gabra who have been advocating about the culture tradition and all this knowledge so by capturing this uh, for posterity is part of what he has been advocating for The Gabra has specialized roles, people who have different knowledge. They come together to create a consensus about the best way to go forward, especially in hard times. Among the Gabra are people who carry lineages of knowledge with them. These are the ways that they read their world. If you're someone who wants to know how and why things work, you're not gonna get that here today but we are going to hear about the sources of knowledge that the Gabra draw on. It has informed their lives and the way they manage livestock and migrate in this difficult terrain where water is scarce. It's this knowledge that has helped them thrive for many generations and let the land thrive too. First are the people who know the cycles. Each month in Gabra land is 28 days long, following the cycle of the moon. And there are 12 months in each year. There are seven years that rotate in a cycle. And there are people amongst the Gabra who know how these cycles have gone for the last hundred years. And they carry important lessons. This is Molo Kulo Galgalo, as translated by Ali. 
أبرد بسواق بيبو وقافنا خمال توناسا وني إجري فين نمدن دم أشيسا ويا غير كليسي ججبان كليسوني كاراتيو وانكنا ويا خناتي إجري ماريكا بوماليدان. إسمع the people who know the the sack of hundred years how the years has been behaving so talking to these people will really help us to understand what happened and what were the things that can be done turkud yo turkud de wana kanaba yo farade next there are people who study the stars it says you need to listen to those people who uh, look at the stars how the stars are behaving within that time because each of these constellations yes there are specific ones they look at and they can interpret how it used to be then there are the strategists people called mantus mantus are guys who have knowledge on making plans they're intelligent enough to have a lot of knowledge and give out information and there are people who study the moon it's very critical when the moon comes gabras normally converge to see the new moon and discuss about what the moon has projected or predicted for the month and uh, there are three special months which all gabras have to come back home and the day they sight a new moon there's a very special ceremony is done just to celebrate the, the setting of the new moon within those three months. But still in the other nine months, there's always a congregation to discuss about what it predicts. The interpreters look at how the moon is set. Which direction is it showing? Which way is it tilting? And it's something very important and critical every month. So the first day people come together and then they wait for the 14th day is another time to read and the moon is now getting to dark and they compare it to how it behaved the first day and this helps us to to predict the rains the pattern whether there are any extra calamities in terms of disease in terms of conflicts and peace and uh, even change in terms of leadership it can predict very bad things like the death of a very big leader. Those who study the moon come together, and if their interpretations are in sync, the prediction is clear. If they have different interpretations, they'll wait and see what the moon does next. So he says, for us, the moon can have a connection with our life, and as Gabra, we have that connection and that is some of the knowledge which is very rare and we have it and it will help us in preparing for the future. Another source of knowledge that the Gabra drawn is the clouds. The cloud cover has its own story and the people who look at the clouds and can say these clouds are predicting rain these clouds are predicting drought. It looks dry for now, but there's still hope of rain and uh, things like that. So even cloud has its own interpretation from the Gabra perspective. And there are people who 
not the clouds, there are special lineage families uh, who still exist and pass over that information. And uh, the good thing is as much as this information is interpreted, it's passed over to the wider community so that everybody is aware about uh, some of these changes and predictions to fight changing in climate. Well, there's a sign of rain coming. The clouds are seen from a distance, and then eventually, as it comes, the air changes. People start feeling that they, there's a change in the air, and uh, some of them are good. But some are bad. Along with the climate changing, the Gabra have experienced changes in the air. And that change in terms of how the air smells, you know, when this cloud comes with it, it's, it's easy to know whether that cloud has come from far, how strong it is, how fresh it is. He says these changes uh, have its own detrimental effect to livestock, to land, and, and to people. When camels get sick, it's an especially concerning sign because they are very strong animals and they are usually resistant to local diseases. When the camels are affected, you realize that these are uh, diseases which were not from here. It must have been part of that air pollution which came. And we know that it's not something from within. Changes from away can still affect our area. Another tool the Gabra used to gain knowledge is the morning star. The morning star is very special. It gives a lot of information. And it says there are seasons it's not there, the seasons is there. And the interesting thing is it's the car which sees the star earlier than everybody. When that morning star comes, there's a counting which is done. So that special star, there's a time it comes and it goes. So it says 70 days and appears, this is a good prediction, but it goes beyond 70 days and appears in the 90 day, we know that there's going to be calamity. So the moment the morning star appears, does it stay short, does it stay long? With the moment it's seen, how fast does it disappear? All these things are its own interpretation. So these are the things we, we use uh, as pastoralists and Gabra to help us cope. Another tool the Gaba rely on comes when they slaughter an animal. They cut open the belly of the camel or the sheep or the cow or the goat, and they pull out the intestines and other organs, the entrails. So he says there are people who interpret that spread spread on a stool, a traditional stool, and uh, it it's sort of like it has a compass system. They don't just put it on the stool. There's a north aspect, there's an east aspect, and uh, when they do that, there's a way to read it, and it tells you about which side of your territory the rain is coming, when are the rains coming, how short or how far, when the droughts are coming, in terms of uh, how you live, your neighbor, are there conflicting signals that's coming? It, there are people who read and interpret. They have done it for a long time. Special people who, who know how to read, and yet there are others who have learned from them. And uh, this is another tool which helps us to, to predict how the future behaves.
Another source of knowledge for the Gabra is the sun. The sun is very important. Understanding the sun when it comes out is a cover which normally people read. Uh, when we look at the sun and uh, make interpretation on how it predicts, it has a higher, higher percentage of accuracy. There's a time the sun has some cloud around it. All these things he says, there, there are so many deeper interpretations he's making. And he says, these are still very critical and it helps us uh, in guiding and how we move and adapt. The Gabra even reads celestial events like eclipses. So he's saying when there's an eclipse, when the eclipse comes, it's going to be a very bad drought. There's going to be a, a very big weather change in terms of wind and clouds. And uh, he says, God, because we have a connection, all these things are like they have been displayed for us to interpret. Because we believe the God is up. And when you look up, all these stars, moon, wind, whatever is trying to be displayed, this is a knowledge up there. And all these have its own reflection of what happens down. We need to look up and see that there's information up there that can help us solve some of the big problems we have down here. The Gavra also looked to the birds for knowledge. There's some specific birds which, when they come around to villages or when they are migrating, elders have had information. There are sounds or there are, there are specific birds which give very specific sound, can predict about the rains, can predict about the disaster in terms of drought or war or calamities. So even birds have a connection with our way of life. And then he says, all these things help us, the information and the knowledge and interpretations help us to come up with coping mechanism. We can still get information from the traditional knowledge which elders have been passing through generation up to now. Governments throughout Africa are pushing nomadic peoples to stop their ways to stay in one place, and to give up their cultures. This is called sedentarization. This is true in Kenya and in Ethiopia, where Gabra live. These modern governments don't support pastoralism the way it needs to be supported. They complain that the grazing animals are degrading the soil when the opposite is actually true. The pastoral life, moving from place to place, is the only way that people can thrive in healthy relationship with these dry lands. Other forms of agriculture are not viable here. 
Settling down, overusing the water and the grasses and the lands would destroy this culture and create a desert. That is what the Gabra have always known, and they want their knowledge to be heard. He says, all those categories of the clouds, the stars, the moon, the entrails, all these uh, tools that we use, we learn, and it's been proven through generation. And he says, uh, these are important things that guide us to understand how we manage, how we move, and what are the effects of some of the external things that come. And this is what generations have been using. It's been passed. And he says, there are elders who know information that is contained in 500 years. He says, him as an elder has had information which has been passed over for 500 years. Those information and the knowledge and the predictability have already been proven. We have seen it. And he says, some of Gabra elders still have knowledge of the 250 years to come. What are the changes that's going to be? What are the predictable things that the elders have said that will happen? So he says, there are things which are determinable and there are things which are not determined. But still, what are the coping mechanisms for the future? All these changes will come. And they said, when you start seeing changes, there's always an aspect of you going back, think about the culture, the way of life, tradition, take care of the land and pasture and strengthen peace. Peace is very critical in, in the whole in the whole circle. Nagaja Besani, Unis and Damatani, Nagaja Besan. We are one of the Nagaja Besaida. We are one of the Mohijabesa, Marajabesa, Ada Jabesa. We are soon, Kadawa Abudisa, Nemia Wadago. The Gabra rely on free movement to live in harmony with the land and the animals and other people. It's hard to get an accurate count of the Gabra population, but Wayfinder Circle estimates that there are more than 100,000 Gabra living today. And the vast majority still live in this traditional way. But their land is a target for land grabs. Some want the minerals in the ground, some want to build wind farms, others want to create conservation areas. Any of those approaches threatens the Gabra's way of life unless they are fully included. They know how to live here. Their society is based on peaceful dialogue, and it is built on their beautiful system of knowledge that they pass down from generation to generation. These knowledges can be passed over so that this the generation to come can, can have the knowledge to carry forward with. The Gabra have lived through the changes that the colonizers brought, but they have not changed who they are. They have always lived in dialogue with each other. They listen, they learn, 
Each person brings knowledge to share. They pass that knowledge to the next generation. And they come to consensus about important questions. Are the rains coming? Is a drought coming? Is it time to pick up the village and move? Should we go to the wells? Should we slaughter an animal? Everyone has knowledge to share and everyone listens. And not just with their fellow Gabra. They listen to the animals, to the moon. They listen to the stars and the sun and the clouds and the birds. The Gabra are in respectful dialogue with all of the life around them. And so it is no wonder that they want to be in dialogue with us all. Everyone has knowledge to share and the Gabra know they need to be a part of a global conversation because the whole world is facing crisis. We hear about things called climate change. This is something we hear on radio, we hear people talk about. And uh, he says, these are uh, definite changes which we find it in our, our system that now is being interpreted in a language and I think these are reality. Molu says that the Gabra have seen and understood the climate changes through their own traditional knowledge. And they understand that people with outside educations around the world are seeing the same patterns too. Every time we hear about this climate change, or we compare what we have been told by, by elders, it looks like this dramatic change of climate is affecting the whole world. Because it's affecting the whole world, how do we come together? How do we look for each other to see what are the mechanism and knowledge that we have that can stop and change this thing? And then what are the uh, scientific or meteorological aspect of how to mitigate this climate change? He says these two knowledge, when they come together, there's a way forward in terms of building a future understanding on engaging each other, comparing notes, and then uh, putting our energies together. This song is a song of plenty. It's sung to connect with community, to connect with the spirit before the youth go off to the pasture, to celebrate marriages and to celebrate the new year. Let's connect to the music and the spirit and then go off into these new times and work together. Thank you so much to Ali Mero, also known as Ali Adan, and Malu Kulu Galgalo for sharing this story and for working with us on this episode. They say their hope is that you continue to learn about the Gabra and share this story with your communities. If you want to learn more or be in dialogue with us, please email us at seedcast at neotero.org. Thank you to Edna Kaptoyo from Pawanka Fund for additional research. 
and to Joel Cerda from Neotero. The Gabra community is a part of the Wayfinder Circle. It's a joint effort by the Puanka Fund, the Council of Spiritual Elders, and Neotero. It brings together Indigenous communities from around the world with the goal of inspiring all people to reimagine development, conservation, and the way we relate to each other and to Mother Earth. This episode was produced by Jenny Asarno with story consulting from Kamna Shastri. Neotero is a Seattle-based foundation. We are both Indigenous and non-Indigenous peoples with a mission to secure Indigenous guardianship for all vital ecosystems. That means we provide support to Indigenous peoples globally who are protecting their homelands from colonization and destruction. Their practices are one of our best guides for making Earth livable for generations to come. Here at Seedcast, our guests represent themselves. They don't necessarily reflect the views of Neotero. We honor their honest perspectives and lived experiences. You can learn more about Seedcast and about our work at Neotero on our website, neotero.org. Our executive producer is Tracy Rector. Our senior producer is Jenny Asarno. Our producer is Felipe Contreras. Our consulting producer is Julie Keck. Our artist in residence is Lafani Tani Isaya. Our fact checker is Roman Lee Johnson. With social media by Nancy Kelsey and transcripts by Sharon Arnold. Our theme song is by Mia Kami. I'm your host, Jessica Ramirez, and we look forward to sharing more stories with you all very soon. Like the wind, we still move. Like the waves, we rise high. Like the sun, we never die. No staying quiet, we stand united.